only thing I would say is, man, I was talking to a 70-year-old yesterday um, mm-hmm. in counseling, and um, he's been married for 50 years. Wow. And the one thing he told me, which kind of brought me to tears driving home, I called Vicky and told me, just treasure your wife hmm. above all things. The Lord is your Lord and Savior, but treasure your wife. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that has just been resounding in my heart and in my mind. So that's going to be my takeaway. And that's what I, you know, that's hope good. to give to people, mm-hmm. you know, when the times are hard, times are rough, treasure your wife. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Rod. And this is Kai. And welcome to Married, Married in, in the, the Middle. Middle. We have been married for 18 years. We have four amazing kids and a dog named Appa. This podcast is about helping marriages flourish through the challenges of the middle years. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Ryan. I'm Kai. And welcome to Married in the Middle. Man, we are so honored. We have some special guests with us some today. special guests today. Uh, we have Mr. Ashton and Ms. Vicki Horn. They ooh, are ooh, getting ooh, ready ooh, ooh, ooh. to share with us. And we're so excited. Um, and we're going to jump right into this episode. We want to encourage you. Just trust me. It's going to be a good one. Like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's get this content out. So, yeah, very, all, very colorful episode. We're probably going to laugh a lot. Yeah. They're a little cuckoo. So <laughs> I'm excited. Awesome. Well, can you guys just just introduce yourself, share who you are with the audience? Um, my name is Vicki. Dr. Vicki Horn. Do- <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Vicki Horn. Um, I am of Haitian descent. I am a nurse. I am a mother of three, um, an angel and two live babies. And I am married to this gentleman. Mm. My name is Ashton Horn. I'm 32 years old. I'm black and Cuban. I'm mm-hmm. currently in the profession of law enforcement. Um, I love baking. I love dogs. <laughs> and I'm excited to be here. Bro, you Cuban? I yes. just, okay, See? this is my, we've we known go. them the for years. Come on. Hey, do, do, <laughs> well, that explains a lot, but I didn't know. All right. <laughs> so, guys, listen, we, we got some kids uh, here. Cuban? Cuban. Yes, you didn't know that? My, my no, father's we, name we is Joe Torres. What? <laughs> Sorry. Are you serious? I'm so serious. Why are we only now finding this out? Listen. That's just half Cuban. Wow. This I did not know. Quick disclaimer, we have kids here. We got dogs. They may here. just pop up. We have dogs here. It's gonna be a loud snatches. episode, fun, yeah. fun family episode. But here. Man, episode. so your dad is half Cuban. No, my dad is full it, Cuban. What? Yeah, we're we're shocked because we've know, known them I'm twenty years, something like that. Something we've crazy. known them for what? 15 but he years, always had the waves, though. He, he always had the dogs barking. Right, now it's all fun. coming together. That makes sense. Damn! Wow, man. Oh that's, that's well, I, I do brush my hair, so I don't want you guys to take <laughs> yours don't, that. I brush my hair too. It just look like this. Look at this. <laughs> Stop, man. That's awesome. Well, listen, oh, man. Goodness. We we've known y'all for twenty years. Uh, we we gotten a chance to see your story we've gotten a chance to see how you guys grow and you guys are a model for other marriages to look at and to and to emulate i'm just so glad on how god has used you it's an honor to have y'all here mm-hmm. again uh tell us Thank you. how y'all met i'm gonna let her take the wheel oh uh, oh gosh okay so we always have a discrepancy in this area but originally we met at in college um, we had two friends at the time who were dating, Josh and Michelle, and um, they kind of gotten to the point where they were talking and, you know, we're away at college. So um, Michelle's like, OK, well, I want him to meet you guys. And I guess from what he says, uh, Josh said, I'm not going alone. So he brings Ashton as backup to meet her. Um, it was four of us living together. And that was the very first time we met. And Vicky was a monster. I was mean. Mm. She was mean. She talked about my tattoos. I'm not going to get a job. Do you think that's tattoos. because she secretly liked you? I think she wanted she was crushing No, you. that was the she first time I've seen this man. I'm mean to, I'm, I, I, I'm the pit in my friend group, so I'm mean to anybody that they bring. So I was mean to him. I was. I will admit that. And I wanted her. <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> comes out from from day from one. Jump. From, from day, day one. one. From but, day but, one. But, but you guys were friends after that for a long time. 
we built a great friendship after that. We had potlucks. Um, we talked all the time. Um, she was very funny, and she used to have that blowout with the little highlights. <laughs> That's what got That's, is that is that pre-natural yeah. hair days? Yes, that yeah. was pre-natural. Man, you, Ashley, you remember pre-natural hair days? Yeah. <laughs> It's expensive. Ron, don't to, stop. Don't that stop. Thing down. Don't stop. You're going to try to get us in trouble. No, <laughs> no, no, there are yeah. days that were pre-natural. There, there was. There oh, are. Goodness. We were both in relationships with other people. Mm. Yeah. So. Um, and, I, and I think that that kind of kept us at bay, or at least me. <laughs> I can only speak for myself. But, um, yeah, I knew it became to a point where it got inappropriate for me, per se. Like, I had a girlfriend, but I was more so talking to Vicky. Like, she was like my homeboy. And mm. it just... I was just divulging stuff I shouldn't be divulging. Like I wasn't giving that information to my girlfriend, but I was giving mm. it to Vicky. And mm. um, I just felt of comfort, um, a safe haven when I spoke with her. Um, and yeah, and it stayed like that for a while. Um, and it grew to something beautiful. Honestly. And I was very naive. Mm. I was extremely naive. I just thought, oh, okay, well, this is where we're all friends. Like your friend is dating my friend. Mm. We should be helping each other get through this, right? Um, so at the time I didn't see anything inappropriate with it. So that I think allowed it, it cultivated the inappropriateness mm -hmm. in the sense. And then um at church somebody came up to me and said, Have you ever considered him as more than just a friend? And that's when she began to try to run Boy from it. <laughs> Just the girl and the boy. <laughs> that it was not us who name dropped. That's not. It, it was that's not you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I was like, no, that's just my friend. And mm. I'll ne I, the girl was like, okay, you're still playing games. I'll come back another time. Wow. And then um, I think that that's when I started to look at him differently. Mm -hmm. And then, um, but again, I was still in a relationship. So I was kind of like, hmm, this is weird. And then... Say from there, I mean, just serving in church, doing life group, like serving with her. And it was, I don't think it was nothing that, you know, even with you guys that you guys thought would happen that way. But as I began to serve with Vicky and do certain things with her, like it's the love just began to grow inside me. Like it was hard for me not to, to flirt or try to do like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Um, when I know what I was trying to do, but she wasn't minding it, you know, yeah. like she was oblivious, like her blinders was up. But I was like, she know what she's doing. Yeah. I, think, <laughs> I, really I think I think it became obvious because there was um, there was chemistry. There was between chemistry. You two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there was also ministry chemistry that. I think we saw as leaders like man, like like they do well together. Yeah, and just so, to man. just to give a little background for for those outside of our church family, yeah. um, we've known them since like they said they were college students. Rodney and I used to do a Bible study on campus mm -hmm. at Florida Atlantic <coughs> University, and so they were they were the students. Um, they were students on campus, and um, that's how we initially met them. So after they graduated, they were both actually a part of our launch team for our church, Gospel Fellowship, which mm -hmm. uh, Rodney's the lead pastor of. Um, and so they they were the you know, part of that crazy crew that said, we'll plan a church with you. And this is where we begin to see that not only did they have friendship chemistry, but that they had that, that ministry chemistry. Mm -hmm. And we uh, saw some potential there. Um, what happened from there? I think, um, again, I, I, the relationship I was in ended. Um, his friends started dropping hints. I was, I want to say I was very naive. And to this day, I am a, I'm a bit naive when it comes to like romantic relationships. Um, but um, his friends started dropping hints on like, okay, Vicky, like there's somebody who likes you. Do you know who it is? And, and then it started to click. And from there, um, oh my God. Oh, I'm so glad that this happened. I'm so glad it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I have uh, Rodney, don't pick her up by her head. It's so organic. By Appa. <laughs> the funniest so, part was Appa's face. She was so excited to so finally break out the Just so y'all know, my wife does not like dogs. No, she does not. Um, I love dogs. It's okay. She's still alive. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. okay. But yeah, I think um, from the ministry standpoint, they're gonna have to um, cut that out anyway. You keep going, Maybe. like <laughs> okay. From a ministry standpoint, I think one of the other things that um, stuck out, like my mom wasn't in a good place. Um, 
she's been sick for a good amount of time. And I remember just like it was yesterday, um, we went there as a life group and um, we was just singing a song, worshiping. And I, I was praying and everyone was praying and I opened my eyes and Vicky was behind my mom just scratching her back. And at that moment, that's when I really knew like I needed to be with her. Mm-hmm. And that's who I wanted to be with. Wow. And that sealed it for me. So background, I'm a nurse. So I didn't think it wasn't like me trying to, you know, whatever. At the time I was already in my profession. I just figured that was the patient. That's who we came to see. There should be some it type of it was natural for you. Yeah, it was some type of interaction with her. So um And for me it was more intimate being that, you know, I'm from a single mother home and like she showed that motherly love to my mother. Hmm. So for me, I felt a more deeper connection to it than it just being, oh, I, everybody was scratching your mom back. Everybody mm. was there, you know, keeping her comfortable and trying to show her love. It meant so much more to me mm. when I seen her doing it. She was pulling on some heartstrings there. That's what she was doing. That was, it was, <laughs> that was all the Lord. Oh, Lord I didn't it was know. because she I was a know. nurse. I yeah. didn't know. <laughs> she knew exactly what she was she doing. She knew what she was doing. <laughs> she knew what she was doing. <laughs> Oh, goodness. That, I think that's a beautiful story. It's a fun story to, to look back on. And we, we got to take a, a backseat and just kind of watch everything develop. And, and it's been beautiful. And since then, uh, you guys have had babies and careers and gone back to school. Um, I think one of the reasons we wanted to bring you guys on is because of all of the different dynamics of your life. Um, Rodney and I have a lot of different dynamics and a lot of moving pieces as well. Um, and at times I think people think, think that we're a little bit nuts, but some, some families run really hard, um, Mm -hmm. and have a lot going on and can, uh, they're they're able to navigate that life. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas some others to each their own, one is not better or one is not worse. It's just different. Mm -hmm. But for, for those families out there who, who do have a lot going on, we thought it'd be beautiful for you guys to come and tell your story. So tell us a little bit about the dynamics of your life. Now you're a, you're an officer. You're a professor. Um, t- tell us a little bit about all of that with kids and stuff. Okay, so, um, so we got married. I was uh, I was nursing. He was in law enforcement. Um, somewhere in there, Ashton started to express the desire to go back to school, but stated we didn't have the funds. And just to be quite honest, after our first kid, we were financially in a very tight spot. So Ashton was like, this is not smart. This is not smart. Um, anybody who owns homes know that, like, after your homestead goes in, the year after, you kind of get a refund on your taxes. We got that refund. I was like, look at Jesus sending you money to get a laptop. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, a laptop, yeah. Because he needed a laptop at the time. So we took that. He enrolled in school. I knew I was going back to school. But um, I knew that if I went back to school first, he would not go back to school. Mm-hmm. So That's 100%. good. So, so you, you – uh, you you sacrifice that that mm-hmm. that time and your desires for the sake of the marriage. I th- I feel like some people could like some women may want, some women may feel why would you do that? Like why would you put your your own desires to the side for him? Can you, can you speak a little bit about um <clears throat> just knowing Ashton's personality? Ashton's going to sacrifice for the good of the family, but mm. it was something that he wanted to do. I knew that he had the desire to do. And I knew that if I just took a back seat for a little bit, I can jump back in. Um, so I felt like at the time, that's what was necessary. Mm. So um, prior to that, to Ashton had just given him so much of his life. I mean, and that's what you should do. It's not like I'm saying, oh, he did this, so I should do this. But marriage is about ebbs and flows, right? Mm. So mm. at the time, it was something he wanted to do, and he wasn't doing it because he felt like it would put the family mm. in a financial strain. So I felt like, okay, in my mind, I'm, like, I'm going back regardless. Mm-hmm. Let me get Ashton to the point where he feels comfortable to go mm-hmm. back. And then, so he enrolled in school. He started school the next semester I applied. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, I went in and Ashton was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I already secured all of my financial aid. Don't worry about me. <laughs> and then um, I started my PhD program and Ashton started his master's in mental health counseling program. In 2018, I'm still in this program, so... Um, <clears throat> I think what's beautiful, beautiful about that, um, I don't want to finish school. And Vicky has truly pushed me to be a better man, pushed me to be a better husband, um, a better coworker, 
by telling me to pursue education um, just to get a better idea of wh who I am and what I want to become. And I think her taking the back seat to do that, to push me forward, was just like, like I said, making me better. And um, she continues to do that. And she said something about a PhD program, but I'm not doing that. So <laughs> <laughs> that was my program. <laughs> and then in that, we were both in school. Um, we had another baby, which is our baby baby. Um, we skipped a lot of years in the middle of all this, just so mm -hmm. you know. But um, we this is our baby. And then at that point, Ashton was like, okay, we have too much going on. We need to stop. And I was like, no, nah, we're just going to keep going. So I started my program pregnant. Um, and by the grace of God, I was just like, okay, well, what are they going to do? Kick me out because I'm pregnant? That's illegal. So I just <laughs> kept going. <laughs> um, I just kept going. And I just knew that they had to work with me. And um, I don't know. We just... It was tough. It's it was hard. very tough. Um, <laughs> it was hard. Like I said, some days it felt like she wasn't there with her program because I know she had to focus and do certain things. So I don't want people to think just because you're pushing somebody to go PhD, um, P, what, PhD, right? Mm -hmm. Pushing somebody to get school and go go do their things. There's going to be sacrifice made on each end. Yeah. Whether she's spending yeah. time with that, that's some that's time away from me or time away from the girls. Mm -hmm. Um. Is it going to be food in the house? Or are we doing ramen tonight? Yeah. Um, Ooh, yes. Like, it was a, a lot of stuff that was going and being neglected. Um, not intentionally, but because of the program. So it was beautiful that it happened, but there was some adversity. There was some boundaries. There were some obstacles in the midst of all that that you had to navigate. So for those that do want to go in that program, just know it's a beautiful thing, but you got to be willing to have the ambition to keep going and keep pushing through it. That's, that's, that's night of not being able to worship. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Yeah. I need to worship. <laughs> worship uh, is a uh, married people time for people who ain't picking up. <laughs> oh, they know what I'm talking about. They know what I'm talking about. Um, it was those nights. It was nights where we wasn't checking in with each other, you know? Yeah. And like we said, with marriage, love changes with the season. So, yeah. Know, was I fulfilling her love language during that time? Was she fulfilling my love language during that time? A lot of the stuff got pushed to the side because of just the busyness of going and going and going. We wasn't mm -hmm. getting true rest. Mm -hmm. um, how was that playing on our mental health? We wasn't taking care of ourselves. And then not talking about doing stuff for the girls or doing stuff with ministry or just the regular stuff around the house. Like it was a complete mess. But by pushing through it together, we were able to overcome. Yeah. How how <clears throat> was that? Like, how did you, with everything kind of being pushed to the side for the sake of this this goal that you know that that you guys are pressing through together, how how did you guys um, get through that without um, being bitter? Or mm. there there are a lot of people that want uh, uh, mar married couples that once someone starts an intense program, some mm. some marriages actually don't make it past those programs how how did you guys do that because there's a lot of as a mother there's mom guilt you know when you can't mm -hmm. do things for for your yeah. kids because you have to sacrifice that time to to finish school or how you know how did you guys get through that so okay let's talk about some practical things um we agreed to get somebody to come in and clean the house that was just it, it was not working like i'm Ashton is a stickler. The house was dirty. The house is dirty. The house is dirty. Okay, well, I'm not going to go to work full time, come home, take care of the kids, make sure their hair is washed, make sure that, you know, make sure that they have all the supplies that they need for this project, this field trip, sign all this paperwork, you know, but, and, and then turn around and start washing dishes. That's just not going to happen. Right. So we agreed that um, we got, a, we got somebody to come in and clean our home. Um, another thing that we agreed on was, um, Ashton has, has his sticklers so the girls have to like their hair has to be done like okay we may be busy but our children cannot be neglected they can't look as if they don't have a home so I knew that I had to put that into the schedule so Ashton would take down their hair on Fridays. Wait a minute, um, Ashton, Ashton would take down their hair. What she said? Oh, this this is important. Right? Everybody don't know that take down ministry. Everybody don't know that ministry like that. Ashton knows some other stuff. So, this that, no, so, I think yeah. that is yeah. unique. That's beautiful. So, so you guys worked together in in that fashion that yeah. you would take it down. I mean, it was you who were more particular about their I hair mean, than yeah. Vicky was. Mm -hmm. So you, you I, I wasn't always willing. If we're being honest, too, I complained when I did it. Ashton um, would send me pictures at work and be. Like, look at my baby hair. 
<laughs> like look like look at my baby hair and i'm like okay he's, he's just providing evidence that's all <laughs> i was like is it okay. evidence <laughs> she too like where is she going she's home with you um but no there was there like practically ashton was really good about like okay we're gonna wake up at four o'clock in the morning we both gonna do our homework together mm. because we have not interacted with each other so he would set an alarm wake up at four i got up at four and we sat next to each other and we did our homework and mm. The beauty, I think, in that is we didn't just click at the thing. We we shared ideas on our papers. Okay, I'm writing about this. What do you think? Okay, I'm writing about this. What do mm. you think? So that it we became invested in each other's work. Yeah. yeah. Um. Sometimes I, after everybody went to sleep and married people time occurred, <laughs> I would get up and then cook while I'm doing my work. That way, while the chicken is baking or whatever, it would force me to stay awake. I love and that. then there would be a hot meal when everybody woke up and then I would, I, I had to sacrifice sleep on some ends. Right. Um, can I, can I, can, can I say something to that? Yeah. I love the order that you put. You were like, once, ma- once married people, things occurred, then all those other activities happen. That's amazing. <laughs> I think that's, that's, that's so important for people listening. No, so, yeah. Yeah. then she's saying after that, if she's going to have to wake up early, so then I'm tired. You didn't let the, the two words I'm tired hinder you right. from, you from what, from, from <laughs> all that needs to be done. Yeah. So there was like, you know, if there was, um, if we ate, um, out a couple of times a week and Ashton's like, you know, and he wouldn't say it directly, but you, you know, when you start feeling that like, yeah. okay, well, what we eating tonight, you know, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, so then I just got to do this. I knew that I knew what I signed up for and I knew that. Um, I knew that this was a sacrifice that I chose to make. And I had these children. I wanted my family. So if that meant that that day I didn't get as much sleep, you know, because I probably go to sleep at 4, wake up at 7, get the kids ready for school. But at, if I woke up at 7 to get the kids ready, Ashton woke up at 7 to help me get the kids ready because mm. he knew that I stayed up that night before. Mm. Um, there were some Saturdays um, where Ashton was like, okay, we haven't talked in a week. We're having breakfast together. And breakfast happened at 4 a.m. Before mm. the kids woke up, Ashton yeah. would cook, cook the breakfast, breakfast. And I was sitting. There was not no, oh, I'm not hungry. No, I sat there and I ate that food. Yeah. <laughs> what we talking about? Wow. Got her bonnet on. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So it was, <clears throat> it was very intentional um, pieces. So Ashton worked a night shift. Um, and when Ashton came home, I woke up. So if Ashton comes home at four o'clock in the morning, four o'clock, in the, and we're saying four because that was that 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 number was trending yeah, in our house I, for I hear that. <laughs> I hear four a lot. Four a.m. was our our, our mark. Um, if he came home at midnight, I woke up. If he came home at four, I woke up. If so, it was that you know, how was your day? How um how was work? Oh, it was straight. Even if it was for ten minutes, just to be to be present. Mm. Um, yeah. so we had to. Did that happen every single day? Um, no. no. But did that happen at least once every two weeks? Yes. I think another important thing, too, is that we set out realistic goals before pursuing everything. And we list the stuff that, you know, could possibly happen during these times. Um, We wasn't going out. There was no date nights. There was no movies. Mm -hmm. Only thing I told Vicky, I better be able to get my hair cut. Because he wasn't spending no money. Yes. (laughs) And that, it it was, it was really, it was really tough. But you know, going through it now and looking back, it's like it was it was, it was worth it. It was you worth know, it. When you're yeah. saying trust the process, all things good come with hard work. Mm-hmm. Like you can really see that. Like when I look at her now, I can see the accomplishment she's done. Mm-hmm. Like I can look at my daughter. Your your, your mom has a PhD. Mm-hmm. Your mom's a doctor. Your mom's a nurse. Your mom's done this. Your mom's done that. Like I couldn't say that growing up, mm-hmm. yeah. and I didn't see that in my household. So a lot of stuff that we were doing is all new to me. Yeah. And every aspect mm-hmm. every facet of my life mm-hmm. so yes it was hard but now my kids can say that about us yeah mm-hmm. so. i think what's 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 important that you guys are saying is that you you mapped it out you counted up the costs before you did it mm-hmm. and and you there was a lot of self-sacrifice so you would sacrifice sleep you would mm-hmm. sacrifice buying other things and i think that you know this isn't everyone's story Right. Mm -hmm. Not everyone is going to go back to school. Not everyone is, you know, everyone has different goals. But I think what's important is that you you have to count up the cost. If you know that that's not who you are, 
Don't mm-hmm. look at others, uh, other marriages and say, well, if this is what Vicky and Ashton did, mm, I, I'm yeah. going to do that too. When you know that you can't wake up earlier than 10 o'clock, <laughs> you know, or if you know that, no, nah, sorry, every week I need to buy a pair of shoes or mm-hmm. I need to do this or, or, or I don't want to sacrifice our date nights. You know, you, ha- you know, you have to live in your own reality. This was their reality. This was their goals. And I think what's beautiful is how they they're they're showing you every piece because some you know someone can look at them and say wow you're you about to together. graduate your yeah. master's she got her PhD and see see the results and say well maybe that's what I maybe that's what I, I want to do but it's a, it was a process and it's a process that yeah. you you guys were both committed to and you were a team in throughout that process I'll say that let me say that halfway through. Now, I did my PhD rather quickly. I did it in three and a half years, right? By halfway through that, Ashton was like, he's, he stopped in school because he, he couldn't do it. And I and I think at that point um, is when all of this stuff was implemented. It was, it didn't start off the bat. I think off the that's bat. Caitlin. Hmm? That's Caitlin. I had got like three Fs. And that's all I was going to Oh, yeah. So then we, had, we, we really had to... Um, recalibrate about halfway through because we were struggling we were struggling um hard and to hear that he was gonna stop at that point um I had to figure out what was more important right because if this is a goal that he wanted Ashton wants to do this and this is a goal that I wanted am I willing to sacrifice for the greater good so that's kind of where we started like okay we we had to recalibrate um, we were dealing with, as he mentioned, a bit of grief and processing depression and things like that. So um, we, I, I'm big, like, if I start, I must finish. Mm-hmm. And Ashton knows that. If you start, you must finish. There's no, keep going. You don't need to stop. Just take one class. Like, you don't need to stop. And that meant that I had to step up, right? So I had to make sure that the cleaning lady was there. I had to um, make sure the meals are, I had to give him what he was missing. So that, that did occur. It wasn't, I wouldn't say a straight shot. Mm. So I think that that's a, that's a, a powerful, just a powerful testimony of how you guys um, pressed your way through mm. that as a team, as, as a unit and that it wasn't perfect and it didn't, it, and you kind of adjusted along the way and both of you made sacrifices um, it, I think it's a, it's a beautiful testimony and to see you guys now, um, it's just amazing to see. Um, there was a couple of times where you guys, um, mentioned that you had some grief. Um, Ashton, you mentioned the name Caitlin. Um, can you share a little bit about that experience in your life with, with your daughter, Caitlin? Um, so before going back to school, we, um, our second daughter was a stillbirth and, Part of me going back to school was thinking that I would do my dissertation on loss and um, maternal uh, disparity in America. And um, I think now looking back, that was not a well thought out plan um, because in the middle of school, uh, we had to deal with uh, grief and grieving and the fact that um, Ashton really did not grieve. Um, after we lost her and we buried her, um, I, I'm, I'm just going to share this because we were so broke at this time. Her, they were giving us like a discount burial and her name plaque cost $150 and we didn't have that to get our daughter like a name plaque. Ashton went to work. Ashton went to work. Thank you, babe. Ashton went to work, um, kept all our bills afloat, um, and then in to do that, he just put all his feelings aside, right? Mm. Um, and I don't think he did it well because, like, I would still hear him crying in the shower, but there was nothing I can do. I was just, like, grief-stricken. I was taking my Percocet mm. because my uterus was contracting. Yeah. Um, I was just in another world. And then when we got back into school, we got the name plaque, we got things kind of settled down in my mind, Ashton started to grieve. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think that was a good illustration of it. And, you know, growing up, you know, you're taught to be a rock, you know, water can go go around you, go over you, but nothing can go through you. Yeah. Um, my culture, they didn't teach us about grief. They didn't teach us about processing. We go to a funeral, we go have to a barbecue, that's it. No right. one talks about anything. So <clears throat> when we lost our daughter, um, 
me going back to work, I was self-isolating. Um, I was depressed. And one of the biggest things that I did is that I fell back into a sin that I didn't want to go back to. I fell back to porn. Mm. Um, and porn was my comfort. Mm. Um, I didn't want to talk to people. I didn't want to have sex. I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to go to work and go to porn. Mm. And I'm here to say today, like, it's okay to be broken, but you need to talk. Right, right. Um, and I think culture has really broken society down, broken men down to the point where expressing themselves make them weak. Mm-hmm. And I found so much relief when I was able to really express how I felt. The guilt that I felt, the things that I was saying out of my mouth, the power of the tongue, you know, oh, we don't need a baby right now. We need to go travel. We need to do this. We can't afford it. Oh, we should have this baby praying for stuff. And then when we actually had the baby and it was a stillborn, I ate everything I said. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to say that to anyone. Yeah. Um, the nights crying in the shower, um, I was embarrassed. Um, I felt like it, I was doing something wrong, like I was breaking the law. That's how I felt inside, like when I was crying. And, and Vicky, I, Vicky knew Vicky would come in and I'd try my best to hold it in. There was nights when I was on calls at work where, you know, there was a dead baby or, you know, a baby drowning. And you know, yeah. I look at some of my coworkers and say, I can't go to this call. Mm. But I didn't want to yeah. look weak in front of other men. Mm. Yeah. So I would go to those calls regardless of how I was still feeling inside. And I would mm. cry in my car. And you were just garage, triggered over and And keep yeah. going and keep going and keep going. So like my... Like, I thank God that I went through the process of understanding grief, understanding, you know, what was going on with me, because I could truly say today now, like, I don't believe that time heals everything, mm-hmm. you know? Time is just an aspect where you can learn how to cope. Yeah. You're gonna have your good days, you're gonna have your bad days. Right. You just gotta learn how to get with it, mm-hmm. so. What, what, Ashton, what was the turning point in you, you, you making a turn towards, you're talking about how, um, just how hard that was for you. You were isolating and holding everything in. What was the turning point when you started opening up? So I had took one class. Um, it was an instructor. Um, we had did a Zoom call, and she just heard the crackle in my voice. Crackle in my voice. Hey, is everything okay? And I don't know this lady from a grain of salt, mm-hmm. and I just felt like, you know what, let me just... Just say how it was feel. And I just blurted everything out. And she was like, I'm no therapist, but maybe you need to talk to someone. Mm. And then so I started opening up to Vicky. Um, We started having conversations and talking. And then Vicky started pushing me more to explore my feelings and what I was going through. And as I started to do that, I seen our relationship started to get back to what it was. Because Vicky Mm. was distant, too. She was doing her own grieving as well. Um, I didn't know about pregnancy. I didn't know the risks of black women. You know, a chance that she could have died. You know, that was a conversation that I had. If this baby or Vicky, you know, mm-hmm. we had to have that at the hospital at the time when they was giving, you know, giving birth. So I was just like, you know, it was a lot going on. And then the, they dropped the bomb that, you know, in Florida after six months, the baby has to be buried. So now we, we 30, 30 what? Oh, not 29, 28 years old. Something now you have like to that. bury your kid. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, we may be young, but our eyes are aged mm-hmm. with the experience. So um, just the turning point was just that teacher allowing me to speak, allowing me to voice myself with unbiased judgment, mm. you know, and then just encouraging me, maybe you need to speak with your wife. And mm. then I went to Vicky, and from Vicky, I started to seek other people and then talk to people about what was going on. Mm. How did your faith play a role? You guys talked about a lot. You summarized many years in a short time. Mm-hmm. How did your faith play a part of getting you guys through some, of, some, some tough times in your marriage? I... I don't know, staying angry at God or just trying to understand. I was trying to understand, Mm. um, like, God, it's me. (laughs) Like, it's me. Right. I don't know who I thought I was at the time, but it's me. And, um, I kind of just got to the resolve that when I look back over my life, I didn't think I would get married, you know, and I'm, I think we're in, we're in a happy marriage. Right. (laughs) Um, I, I saw myself with one kid because um, I've had an abortion before, right? So I didn't think I could have kids because mm. my grandma only had one child. My mother only has one child. I thought I had my one child mm. and I um, didn't have that child. So then I was like, okay, well, I can't have kids. Not only do I have a kid, now I have more than one child. Um, I remember at a point where financially um in college I was just like God if this is where you keep me forever I'll be content because I was just happy 
to have a place to stay, mm. right? So then I started to look back over my life. Mm. And I had to get to the point and realize that all that I never thought would come, he did, you know? Um, I'm a first person in my family, in my immediate family to go to college. And at, the, at that time, I had already had my master's degree. Um, we were in home ownership. I'm just like looking back. Yeah. And I'm looking, I'm like, God don't owe me nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, I just had to get to a point where I'm like, like, who, like, really, who am I? Like, yes, this is Vicky. This is the little Haitian girl who at seven years old went through, you know, like, I just started to look like, like who are you really mm-hmm. to have accomplished what you have accomplished by grace? Mm-hmm. So because one thing didn't turn out the way that it did, now you look at God and, and you say, how dare you? Mm. And I was like, um, in, in Creole, it's called Inga. Um, I'm trying to think about how to um, translate that in English. It's <laughs> like how entitled mm. of you to, to think that because you're a believer, um, you, you don't get to experience these things. Mm. And um, that to me, to get to that level of understanding is by grace. And that was my turning point to say, you know, they're the cop. They're the though the crops bear no fruit yet. Yeah. I will praise you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had to stay there. Yeah, for me it was more so you know preaching to myself and then just the community of men I had um, in my corner. I was I was even though I would ignore people and they knew I was ignoring them, they would call. Mm-hmm. They would show up at the house. They would be present. There were men that would come and just sit there with me and not say nothing. Um, and then just like what Vicky said, looking at how sovereign he's been in my life, you know, I got to a point where his no's were just as good as his yes. Mm. And when you get there, it's a great place to be. Yeah. And I was talking to Vicky last night when we were talking, like, one thing that I can say in our marriage that I believe the way God keeps blessing us is we consistently give mm. um, from tithe, from time, from money, from food. Like, and if that's one thing I could share for people to do, just give mm-hmm. and be consistent at giving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was my turning point when I figured out, you know, his nose is just as good as his yes. And the men that surrounded and held me kind of nurtured me back to, you know, coming to Christ, coming to praying because I didn't have the energy to do it. Mm-hmm. I was so upset. I was so angry. And if I couldn't have processed that stuff, I wasn't going to get back to Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I truly believe. Awesome. Hey, what's up? We hope you are enjoying that episode. I want to encourage you to like, comment, share, subscribe. If you are listening to this on the podcast, I want to encourage you to leave a review. Leave a review, yes. And we want to let you guys know that we're trying to build a community of middlers. So we have a Patreon page where you could interact with us on a more personal level. Mm -hmm. You can get exclusive content. So if you want to know more about our Patreon page, check out the description box below and click on that link. So enjoy the episode. Peace. Um, what are some challenges you face when trying to maintain closeness? I want to want to kind of frame this a little bit. I mean, we're talking to couples, and, and the aim for us has been couples that are having seriously serious challenges. They, you guys talked about one one of the frames I hear in your stories. You kept doing things together, whether that was studying or, or cooking or 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 going through the hardship together and agreeing on what you were going to do and what you were not going to do. You were doing stuff together. Uh, I want you guys to encourage that that man that says, I don't want to do nothing with her. I can't stand her. Mm. And and that, that, that girl that says, that woman that says, I can't stand him. I don't, I don't, I don't know how much longer I can take this. What would you, what, how would you encourage someone to practice intimacy and closeness when they're there? I think a, a good, a good way to do that is to change it up. Stop doing what you've been doing. Mm. Um, sometimes we don't want to get out of our comfort zone to explore new things. Um, and I think a thing that we used to do um, is I had questions that I never asked Vicky. Um, and that was a gateway for me to, you know, get more in tune to her or to find out, you know, we always, I know Vicky, who she is, what she is, but um, there's still some assumptions that I continue to make. Mm. Mm. Um, and that's the wrong thing for me to do. So why not get clarification on it? So, in those moments where I didn't feel like being with her or stuff like that, I will write down some questions and we'll put it in the box. Mm. Um, and then we'll come together, get some food. And I was like, okay, let's, let's answer some of these questions. And I got clarification on things that, you know, maybe I was hesitant to ask her or maybe, you know, my own insecurities. Mm. I didn't want to ask her that she answered. Mm. Um, so I would just tell them, do something different. 
you know. I remember, I don't know if you remember this, but years ago, this is why you always share your story. You just talk because you never know who it can affect. I remember when, when we were church planning and you were just gun ho to like church plan. I think you and Kaisha had just gotten an argument and you turned around. I think it was a group full of people like the, the launch team. And you were just Jesus. like, I'm just, I'm sorry. Cause what we got to accomplish is more important than, than for me to be out of alignment with you. Mm-hmm. So you just like, let me apologize to you. Let's work it out and let's just keep pushing. That has stayed with me. Hmm. So I don't even remember that. God. <laughs> that has stayed with me. publicly. No, it, it wasn't a public okay. argument. Okay. It was it was you saying that, like, we're trying to plant this church and the devil is going to attack. But yeah. what we're trying to accomplish is Big so it's, it's bigger. Yeah. And I have to be cognizant of that and not let little things um, stop, stop us from being yeah. in alignment with each other. Mm. And that's the context and how it came out. And you were just kind of explaining that. Okay. And that has stayed with me, um, in my marriage to say that, um, there's not, we don't have successful marriages, right? My dad told me this the other day. He was like, what I appreciate about you is that you're pursuing things that you've never seen practiced mm. in front of you. Yeah. Right. So me and him is, is bigger. This is bigger than, how I feel currently. And it's not to negate my current feelings, but it's to say what we're trying to accomplish is bigger than us being out of alignment. Hmm. So my pride has to take a step aside. Like, okay, he may not want to deal with me right now, but I'm going to schedule a boudoir shoot and you're going to have to, you're going to have to fake something. Right. (laughs) Which is what we did after our grieving. We were kind of like trying to, and it was, it was very awkward. It was very awkward. People think it was just like, okay, they talked and we got back together. No, it was like, you've grieved, I'm grieving, you're grieving. And so how do we get back to us being yeah, together? Yeah. Like, like, how, like how, how does that work, right? Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to schedule a boudoir shoot. And that was kind of like to break the ice. So we kind of talked about, okay, what's the theme? What's the, what are we going to do? How's this going to work? So we did that shoot. And then we we tried something else and is, you know, you may not feel like it, but you need to do it. Yeah. And then when you do it, be present and then actually try and it will come. It will come like you. You are in love with this person mm. It's just the current circumstances are not allowing that to, to shine through. So um, let, me, let me let me actually follow up on that, because I think there's there's a step that you you are instinctively taking that you may not be expressing. Here's what I mean by that. Like you said, um, I need to understand that this this marriage is is bigger than us. And what I gotta do is put my pride aside so I can be with I can be with my husband. Some women are saying, I ain't put no pride aside. Like what makes you think about the mission of marriage? What makes you um, do what you may not, what may not be as comfortable. What is the secret sauce? You, you are denying yourself all throughout this. Both of y'all are all throughout our talk today. What's causing you to deny yourself to serve the other person? I, I think people are gonna hate this word, but my role is to be submissive in marriage. Mm. So if somebody's gonna give in by nature, I feel like it should be me. Mm. And, um, because of the nature of my husband, he's going to come around. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I believe that he's going to come around. And I, I have to believe that. I think that I, I have hope. Hmm. I have hope. I, I have hope that where we are today is not where we'll stay. And, I, and the difficulty in, well, I don't feel like doing this, is because where you are has become your absolute. Hmm. It, it, it is, there's no getting out of this. I have, I have hope, you know, like, um, the God of yesterday, today and forevermore, he's still alive. So Mm -hmm. there is hope that this will change. And that's what I cling to that. And I don't think that I'm an optimistic person, but that's what I cling to. Like this, this sucks right now, but it can't suck forever. And if it does suck forever, then God keep me. Yeah. And you, and you putting action to your faith, I think, for both of you, what you were expressing is to do something else, but it comes down to that, doing something else. You have to make the choice mm-hmm. to say, I'm going to do it because you can desire something all day and just desire. So I want my marriage to be better. I want my mar- marriage to be better. 
uh, but you still curse him out when when you mad or, mm -hmm. you know, you you guys still don't take that opportunity that's in front of you to to spend that quality time together. Mm -hmm. And I like how you said that it may not feel so natural initially, but just taking those steps and doing doing something else and and that's where you begin to see change slowly but surely you begin to see change so i think essentially people we have to make the choice to say this, if this is what i want at the end of the day i have to there comes a moment where i have to make a choice and that doesn't always have to be a big major choice well okay fine we'll move to this other state that you've been doing maybe it's something like okay you know what i'm gonna bring her a cup of tea because I know that she mm. likes it at night. I'm gonna do that. Do I feel like she deserves it? No. no. Yeah. Right. But I'm gonna I'm gonna make the decision to actually do this. Or you know what? He's watching the game. I'm going to go over there and, and I'm gonna sit, sit down next, next to him. To him. Yeah. That's a small a small action that can encourage other small actions mm, that begin to change the heart of the other person. Um, and so I think that that's that's beautiful making the decision at the end of the day, making the decision to say, I'm going to do something and then do it. If you don't, then you'll never see change. Mm. I think you're another just, thing yeah. too, is just the unhealthy comparisons. A lot of times in marriage, you want to look at someone else's marriage mm -hmm. um, in a realistic, oh, my, I'm supposed to be happy in my marriage. Yeah. I'm supposed to have this in my marriage. Like marriage wasn't meant for you to be happiness, mm. you know, mm -hmm. meant for you to be whole. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that's an honest conversation that you have to have with your, your spouse and that you should have before marriage. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that we did such a good job of really exploring that, you know, before getting married, looking at our family history, um, looking at those yeah, you guys problems. you pretty thorough. Um, because it all it all intertwines. <laughs> it all intertwines to who you want to be with for the rest of your life. So now you get in with this 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 guy, or what I, I like to call him. You get with a bum, and he's doing something different. But he's been doing that. So now mm -hmm. you look at this guy like, well, he's not changing. Well, he been a bum. He been mm -hmm. he been that way. You I'm know? not gonna call him a bum, but he been that way. <laughs> I gotta call him a bum. Call it like we see it. <laughs> so um, yeah. Oh my god. I think for for me. Um, the marriage is greater than the than the parts. I think we just have to get to that point. Mm. I think people are in their marriage and they're they're looking at themselves as individuals. Mm. Us together is better than me by myself. That's mm -hmm. good. Yeah. And you by yourself got a lot of issues that you need to work on. Me by myself got a lot of issues that I need to work on. And just because I'm right right now doesn't mean that I need to say something right now. Doesn't right. mean that I need to address it right now. Doesn't mm -hmm. mean that this needs to change right mm. now. I think that I have to get to the point where I'm like, we need to be good. And in us being good, I will get, I will get there. Yeah. yeah. I think that instant society has gotten us to instant gratification. Yeah. No, you tried me. I'm finna, I got to talk about this right now. Right now. Right now. We got to talk about it. We need to address this. We need to clear this up. Cause you're not going to do this again. Yeah. You're not going to do this again. Yeah. Um, it's going to happen again. Right. And like we, we need to we need to work on that. And yes, it may be a trigger for you. Yes, it may be upsetting to you. Yes, it may make you cry. I'm not negating none of those things. Mm -hmm. But in time, in time, 18, 20 years later, who that person would be will not be who you met with, who yeah. you initially married because mm -hmm. you gave them time. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's that's encouraging for people to hear because you guys said you put a lot of work up front. But there are a lot of people who just didn't, you know, the you know, maybe the wedding day was the, the big thing and that's where our, our, our time went or or you just didn't know. You didn't know better to, you know, some people didn't have that example where they knew to do marriage counseling or to sit down and do something, but that concept of we're better together, the marriage, we're better together than as those individuals. You can do that now. You can explore now. You can ask those questions now. Mm -hmm. You can do that work now and, and learn so that's much good. about your spouse. It's not too late it's just going to take some intentionality and some humility and some grace and that you can you can go back and you can still do those things to learn one another and to and to break out of that 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 place of of being stagnant and mm. and you know taking taking steps away from your marriage mm. that's good that's i think good. she said the s word you know a lot of people don't like the s word of submission mm. Mm -hmm. um but when you're submitting to somebody that's submitting under the Lord, 
that's different yeah. between submitting to somebody that's, that's not submitting that's, under anything. That's good. Yeah. She's not saying that she knows where my higher power is. Yeah. yeah. She knows that if I'm if I'm out of line, that she knows that she can go to somebody that can check me, yeah. another yeah. man to check me yeah. if she can't get it done. So she knows that I'm submitting under something. Yeah. Right, which is God. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to talk about no, the submission when people yeah. get all why she gotta submit well, who he submitting to. <laughs> Into my head. <laughs> <laughs> I've always seen submission as really between the wo- the woman and God. Mm-hmm. Like the man is a part of that, but it says you submit to your husbands as unto God. Mm-hmm. And so it's re- it, I, I see it more as as your your level of trust in the Lord that me me submitting to my husband uh, is really me saying God, I'm I'm essentially mm-hmm. I'm trusting you because I'm I'm obeying you, mm-hmm. and you have the ultimate results of this situation or of this marriage as a whole in your hands. And so me taking matters into my own hand because I don't want to submit is really a reflection of my trusting of my trust mm-hmm. in God. My yeah. thing too, um, and I feel like I say this to myself a lot and I say this to other people who ask, but he chose you. He like, now unless you propose to your husband, that's different. Uh-huh. But <laughs> we don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> we don't so, know. it's so different but now. <laughs> he, he chose you out of, all the other people that that women outnumber men like statistically mm-hmm. they outnumber men mm-hmm. he could have like let's just be factual he could have chosen somebody else he chose you he chose to go through that process with you to walk down the aisle or wherever and, and marry you he said i do to you he signed that paperwork with you he chose you and now you just think this man just don't care about you mm-hmm. like he doesn't love you like he just i'm like tell the enemy that he lying to his face like yeah. that's just not true i think just like i had to sit back and look at who god has been to me sit back and look at who your husband has been to you mm. and it's unfair i think women get in these moods and they're like oh well he does this and he's just like this and he's just like this but take a look back at this man's actions mm. this man go to work he come home and he give you his money i hope so you know what i mean <laughs> hopefully like, he pay his bills he's, he's there for his children he's he, you know what I'm saying? He he cares about your emotions. He asks you, I mean, I, I'm confused. Now all of a sudden he just don't like you. Now all of a sudden he's intentionally trying to hurt your feelings. Now all of a sudden he's just, it's it's not fair. Men don't get, I think, a chance to be human. Mm. So, um, so I can submit because I believe my husband cares about me. Yeah. And because he cares about me, we will get to a place that'll come where I can say, you know what, babe? I kind of don't like this or can we can we talk about this can we whatever because I believe I truly believe that my husband loves me and when you and I think that when women allow that thought to be tainted Mm -hmm. then how you view the person is tainted yeah Mm. that's so good that's so good Vicky Mm -hmm. Ashley talk a little bit about that man that that has a wife that may not submit to him and he doesn't feel respected, but yet he knows he should be loving his wife. Um, what would you say to him? How would you How would you encourage? Um, this is a perfect segue. I don't know if you want to talk about this or not. Um, with the with the doctor and um, oh, help us! How Lord. Vicky is about to divorce me, y'all. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh my us, God! Lord. Um, this is I a th- very true story. Go this ahead. is beautiful. So. Um, Beautiful. I'm, 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 it's, it's beautiful. So I'm not really good at telling the full context. I still got pressure with the doctor, but um, this is a perfect example for the question. You want me to tell the story? You can tell the story, then I, I, I chime in. Okay. So, this is <laughs> y'all getting our whole life. Okay. Um, so really quickly, um, I'm pregnant with Caitlin. Caitlin is our baby who passed, and. While pregnant with her, our OB calls me and tells me that Ashton gave me chlamydia. Um, for you, chlamydia is an STD. So I'm like, hmm, is there any way that I could have gotten this? Because I work at a hospital. I had a needle stick the other day. I'm just thinking maybe, and this is true, like I had gotten a, a stuck with the needle. I'm thinking maybe, and they were like, no, this is sexually transmitted. And um, I was like, so where did I get it? Just me being like, <laughs> I'm in shock right now. And she was like, well, you know, even good men cheat when, you know, during pregnancy. And, you know, it's just very hard. There's a lot of changes. And she just going running down this list. And if y'all know me, 
<laughs> we know you. I don't play it. I don't, I don't hold the phone. So I was like, okay, thank you, but I want to retest. And that was just where my mind ended. I, I want to retest just to confirm. I called Ashton. I said, have you slept with another man or a woman? Oh, and it's hot. So, I was and I'm work. being, listen. I, Everybody I, got tickets. I'm just Everybody being honest. You don't Everybody know these days. days. You got to ask. Let nobody go with Everybody grace. a ticket. No, nobody it was got no grace. Everybody got a ticket that You got to ask hot. these questions, okay? Because you just never <laughs> it, know. It's, tw- it's, it's 2020 something. <laughs> listen. So I asked, oh, have you? And Ashton was like, what? I was like, because according to the doctor, there is lab evidence that this has occurred and this is what I have. And Ashton was like, I'm not going to speak for you. So from there, I pick up my then one year old. We go back down to the doctor's office. We take a retest. Um, and there was no cute, no cute cuddlies or anything like that at this point. So Ashton comes home from work and I'll tell him, you need to go back out. So the reason why I had told him to go back out was because the doctor um, was like, okay, that's fine. Come take a retest, but you need to take um, your medication, right, to, to treat this. So I just told him he came in, literally, go back out, go get my meds. Um, long story short, I'm a nurse, right? So I know how long these tests take. My doctor's not calling me to give me the results. So I called and asked directly for the lab department. I didn't call for her. The lab department, I said, my name is so-and-so, gave them all of my identifiers, whatever, whatever. I want the results for this specific test. The test was negative. Mm. Um, This was my retest. So then I was like, leave a message for the doctor. I need her to call me. So then the doctor calls me. She picks up the phone, and the first thing she says is, I know, I know, I know. I'll never forget it because she was like, I know. She was like, this never happens. This is not never. She's like, this is so rare. This is so rare that this would happen. The chance of this happening, she gives me the statistic. False positives are just rare. She was like, you know what? We're going to run it again. The lab has the, so we sent it out again. The lab has the sample. They sent it out again. It comes back negative again. Mm. And I'm giving you a a time warp here because of course you got to wait we had to go take the test the test had to process then they had to send it out for a retest so during this whole time in our house it's tense Mm -hmm. because i'm trying to figure i'm pregnant Mm -hmm. i got a one-year-old and i'm trying to figure out my escape okay because (laughs) and then i was too i was like you know what i'm gonna wait till the test come back positive for real, for real, because you got to get demoted out the church. Okay, oh, You no, ain't going to be sitting up in these people <laughs> church. And this time, I was taking it everything down. You know, you know, so sad about that. She had a whole I was, plan. I had, a, had plan. a plan. Developed. And I was waiting planning. for That's the real, second though. positive. <laughs> because I was like, I can't just pick up my baby and leave. See, people, people trying to leave don't got no plan. No, I got a plan. <laughs> and I was like, this is the way it's going to work. But you know, thankfully, I had to use the plan. But go ahead. Um, yeah, that that was a tough time to get back to <laughs> your question. Right? <laughs> um, but from a mental standpoint, for men to get back to the point, they mm-hmm. need to realize who they married in the first mm-hmm. um, first place. Um, Vicky has done so much for me, um, and I can honestly say I wouldn't be the person I am today if it wasn't for her. From career from being emotionally available from from her you know pushing me to make connections a lot of people don't know but sometimes i just want to chill at the house you know mm-hmm. i don't i ain't gonna hit your phone and stuff like that and vicky coming nah that person call you you need to go check up with them here go a hundred dollars y'all go get some sticks y'all go get some we got money. the same account i'm not giving him money <laughs> but, but, she, but but realizing who my wife is yeah. Yeah. in that moment made it easier for me to approach her um, in the midst of me being angry, in the midst of me being upset, this is the wife of my kids. This is the wife that'll take care of me. You know, if I became you no know, wheelchair bound, you know, who's gonna wash me? Mm. You know, who's gonna provide for me? You know, who who said who buy me a helicopter? This is the same person <laughs> that I'm upset with. Right. So putting that in perspective, when I'm mad, it makes it easier for me to go and talk to her mm. and engage into a conversation. And then for that conversation, you know. It took me a while to get there, and once I got there, I was able to start. You know, hey babe, can I do something for you? You want some food? Mm. And she wasn't talking to me still, I but I'll bring the food home it. and put Keep it on the your table, food you know? for that person that gave you that, that STD. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go get that watermelon soda and put it on the island, and I know she'll drink it. You know, I got stuff that she liked. You know, she needed her hair done. I'll go get the hair for her. Mm. She needed pads. I'll go get the pads. Whatever she need, I would do 
to kind of alleviate that space to make it easier mm-hmm. for us to kind of talk. Mm-hmm. And once the tension got broke, once everything got done, we just pushed that towards the doctor mm-hmm. and we figured that out. And then, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and just to give context, um, this is the child we lost. Mm. So um, that pregnancy was tumultuous. So when we say we were processing grief and depression, um, there was guilt on my part because I'm like, hmm. Medication. I, I took the medication because the doctor told me this. Then that came out to be false. And then after that, this is the, you know, so there was a lot of different moving pieces that yeah. we had to account for. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time that I, and I, I feel like I've told people this. That was the first time I felt like I can honestly say the devil came for our parents. Yeah. Mm. Yep. And people, like, when they say you don't battle against each other, you battle against principalities and all this type of stuff. I thought that was, like, something in the Bible. That was the first time where I could say this was an outside force Mm -hmm. coming in. Because there are so many what-ifs. What if I didn't ask for the test? I mean, that test was re-ran, like, three times. Mm -hmm. And it kept coming back negative. And this is is an OB that I've been with. We're talking about over 30-some-odd years of experience. We're talking about I've she delivered our first child we loved her she's perplexed she doesn't know what happened Mm. we're looking at each other we're like okay we get through this hump then we lose this kid so it was it was like you know like you having a job experience like what else god gonna take yeah like you know like what what all of the after effects all the after effects just started to come up and i think that that's what has helped us get into the mindset that what we got got to be good. Yeah, hmm. right. If they coming at us like this, it's the same. You yeah, go to Chick Fil A, get in the argument. Hey, I can't argue with you. The devil out here working. Girl. Dude, I don't lie here working. The devil out here working. Eat this sauce and be quiet. <laughs> like that. I mean, I, I in hindsight, when That's you good. look at in hindsight, I wouldn't say that I'm grateful or thankful because I still lost a child in the process. But the barricade that we have now, Mm. you got to come up with a lot of receipts Mm. because clearly don't try. I mean, don't get tempted, but clearly we have to know that if we got something that the devil is willing to come at and attack like Mm. that, it needs to be protected. Yeah. Right. It needs to, it needs to be protected. It needs to be cultivated. It needs to grow. And we need to stick behind it. Mm. And we got to trust what God is doing in our marriage. Mm -hmm. And that's why I always tell people you fighting each other, you fighting the wrong person. Mm. You fighting the wrong person. And we don't always have time to pray together. And I know what you should do. The family that prays together stays together. We don't have all of that. But one thing I'm not going to do is fight my partner. Hmm. And well, I'm, I'm gonna get my little slicks in. Don't give me y'all, y'all know me, but mm-hmm. I have to recalibrate. I always got to go back and recalibrate and recalibrate mm-hmm. and recalibrate. And said this, this is not him. This is not him. I'm not mm-hmm. fighting him, yeah. and that helps me to adjust strategy. Yeah, we got a lot of stories. Yeah, got a lot of stories. Beautiful. So good, mm-hmm. man. Um, any closing thoughts as we? As we wrap this up, you guys have been amazing. Thank you for sharing your life un, un, unfiltered. Um, give us some Y'all good getting it raw. <laughs> fresh, off, um, fresh out the, the kitchen. <laughs> the only thing I would say is, man, I was talking to a 70-year-old yesterday um, mm-hmm. in counseling. And um, he's been married for 50 years. Wow. And the one thing he told me, which kind of brought me to tears driving home, I called Vicky and told me, just treasure your wife hmm. above all things. Lord is your Lord and Savior, but treasure your wife. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that has just been resounding in my heart and in my mind. So that's going to be my takeaway. And that's what I you know, hope to give to people. Mm-hmm. You know, When the times are hard, times are rough, treasure your wife. Mm-hmm. So my one piece of advice to the ladies would be um, your service in your marriage is unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. It is not because your partner deserves it and hear me when I what I'm trying to say is what I do is unto Jesus right so because I have to go and stand in front of him and talk about what he expected of me not what did Ashton do to deserve Mm -hmm. what I give to him Mm -hmm. so I have no shame in saying that you know, I will go up to him after argument or I will apologize or I will do that. I have no shame in it because that's what God is asking of me. Mm-hmm. And nobody is keeping me from heaven. Okay, this world has done a lot. I want to get in. So I'm like, this is what God has asked of me. This is what I'm going to do. So 
my service in my marriage is unto the Lord. I'm not submitting to Ashton. I'm submitting to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Ashton just happens to be the person that God has put as a fig as a figure, but my service is unto the Lord. And I have to say that because if I get up and cook and he, you know, I'm like, I don't feel like it. I'm tired. Okay. This is my worship unto you, Lord. Mm -hmm. This is my worship unto you, Lord. This is, and I just have to keep saying that because if I were to look at my kids or my husband, they, they don't deserve it. Right. And I don't want to do it. But if my worship is unto you, Lord, you are always worthy. You are yeah, always um, deserving. Mm -hmm. You are more than deserving, you know. So and when I get up before you as much as I can, I want to be blameless, even though I know that I can't be. I, I want to say that I, I, I tried. I gave it. And if, you know, God forbid, whatever happens in the future, if it doesn't, if it dissolves, whatever, I gave all of me mm -hmm. to this. And I don't want to look back and say, well, I guess I could have done this. And yeah. I guess I could have done this. Well, I guess I could have done this. No, I gave, I left all of it on the court. Mm. I left all of it on the court and I have no regrets. And when I look back, I, I gave my best. Mm. And if I'm not giving my best, then what am I doing? Yeah. So that that's just my advice. It's not because they deserve it. They don't never deserve it. Okay. <laughs> they never deserve, you know, I'm, I'm just saying you carry all the kids you get blown up. Your body does all this crazy uh, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. They never deserve uh, it. Mommy bring a <laughs> they never deserve it. <laughs> but it's unto the Lord. God yeah. is always worthy. That's mm -hmm. good. Ma'am, kind of a resounding theme as well. It's just you guys have poured your life into your marriage and you're reaping because of it. Yeah. And I think there's so many people that invest so much time, energy, and effort outside of their marriage and wonder why they're not experiencing health and so no that's good thank you guys so much um it's been a pleasure it's been a joy thank you for sharing on our podcast we want to encourage you again like subscribe share this content get the information out uh, so many couples need to hear what we shared today mm -hmm. so i want to encourage you to do that and uh any last words sweetie? yeah that's it uh drop your comments if you have any comments or if you have any questions for them um you can leave that in the comment section yeah. Um, any way that they could reach you if they, if they wanted to? You know, hit me up on email, phone line, you know. And, hey, Not, don't call nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll leave their, we'll leave their IG info, yeah. their social yeah. media info yeah, in the comment section if you want to hit them up. All right. The horns, everybody. Thank you. And thank you for allowing my children to interrupt with the noise. Oh, yeah. You you had to get up at one point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had to get up at one point. But our producer edited out yeah. at some point. So well, 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 the dog. <laughs> they're not <laughs> editing it out. They I, know, do so. I thought if I said so, it here. So the dog. <laughs> so we have so kids much. upstairs. Our, uh, they're supposed to be keeping the door closed. The dog mm. charged downstairs. Yeah. Uh, Vicky scared of dogs. Um, Why you and put her business out there like that? She she said it earlier. <laughs> well, their her if he's not going to edit, they're going to see how we she not jumped. Talk oh, about that. you keeping yeah. all of that? Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> the dog yeah. came charging downstairs. He had to go carry her, physically carry the dog back upstairs, yeah. and um and try to settle some of the kids up there. So yeah, part of being in that's our real life. life. We real never life, have childcare. <laughs> life with the horns. Awesome. Or a dog. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all take care. See you when I see you. Peace. Peace.